Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of H2 Tech Talk, the most sustainable podcast on the web. Today, we are joined by Ilya Radeski, uh, the service delivery lead for Hydra. Um, how are you doing today, Ilya? Doing great, Tyler. How about yourself? I'm doing well, doing well. Um, so why don't we get started by you giving the audience a brief um, description of yourself and your background? Yeah, so Amelia Radetsky, um, I'm service delivery lead for Hydra Energy. Uh, I have uh, uh, mostly a business background. I, I have a manufacturing company with one of the co-founders of Hydra that uh, it's, is a sister company of Hydra's uh, for, for the last nine years. So I have been around Hydra in an advisory capacity basically since then, um, you know, just uh, basically operating out of the same facility and, and working hand in hand uh, on, on some of the projects uh, Hydra's been on. Uh, and then the last two years, I've been the service delivery lead, which uh, basically, you know, gives me a few different hats. But uh, main ones right now are project managing our infrastructure projects uh, up in Prince George, which is the production facility and the fueling station, and um, also working with the fleets to onboard them for uh, fueling from that station and from that project, uh, as well as some, you know, out of province and um, even some international uh, fleet business development. So uh, that's quick, quick summary. All right, that works. So going on on the topic of uh, fleets, um, how about you explain to us what Hydra's Hydrogen as a Service offering is? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's basically a turnkey offering for the hydrogen. So we actually provide our Hydra kits for free in exchange for a five-year fuel supply agreement from the fleets at a price uh, at parity with with diesel, competitively priced. So, um, you know, that's ultimately the pitch uh, at our flagship project is uh, we provide all of the infrastructure necessary for them to refuel without any operational losses. And um, uh, they, it, the kits don't cost them anything. The idea being that uh, they're saving money uh, and, and are able to reduce emissions from day one. Uh, as soon as the kits are on and our fueling station is uh, online. Okay, so um, you have more than 80, I believe it's 82 trucks that will be converted. So what's involved with converting a heavy-duty truck to run on both hydrogen and diesel? Yeah, so the kits are, most of the hardware is actually off-the-shelf tech uh, as far as uh, the tanks, the, the racks, the plumbing, the um, uh, the injector manifold or the injectors themselves, sorry. Uh, essentially what we do is we install a uh, hydrogen tank rack in behind the cabin of the truck. Uh, we plumb uh, the hydrogen to the air intake where we install a manifold that has injectors in there uh, that inject a certain level of hydrogen up to 40% we've gotten in the past uh, in terms of displacing how much diesel goes into the engine. So it essentially mixes the hydrogen into the internal combustion chamber. So it's co-combustion with diesel at any given time and uh, displaces uh, you know, up to 40% of that diesel so that uh, you know, that 40% is, uh, will not have CO2 emissions and, uh, and there are other operational efficiencies given that the engine is running. A little bit cleaner and and um you know there's less diesel particulate going through the engine 
So you said up to 40%. Um, is there any plans to uh, maybe increase that in the future? Is that something that's even feasible? Uh, potentially, it, it's we've uh, prioritized being a supervisory system so uh, that we don't modify the, the main engine block. Uh, so the OEM's uh, specs all stay in place. So ultimately, that uh, to, to hit higher numbers than that, we'll probably need to modify the engine more. And, and we've avoided doing that uh, kind of to respect the, the OEM's uh, warranties and also um, you know, maintain the same performance that the engine would be getting uh, when it's just running on diesel. Uh, that's always been the benchmark is making sure that uh, the diesel, uh, the hydrogen performance is equivalent to when it's running on diesel. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so back to your conversion kits. Um, can these be used on any type of heavy-duty heavy truck? Uh, pretty much, um, you know, we, we focused on class eights. Uh, they they consume the most diesel, uh, so you know, by default, uh, more hydrogen. Uh, we've done multiple platforms. Uh, we've worked with different, you know, applications. Uh, there, there's a different range of fleets in terms of hauling fleets, logging fleets that are uh, that have signed MOUs at our flagship project. So. Uh, yeah, we, we we do currently focus on class eight vehicles just because uh, there is a little more space available for the hydrogen tanks and they do consume more diesel, aka hydrogen, um, but uh, it, it, they, they all generally run on the same communication protocol, which allows us to basically, uh, you know, put our kits on almost any platform uh, when it comes to a different manufacturers. So uh, we are OEM agnostic on that front. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, you have the fleets, the fleets will be converted, um, but then I imagine we have sort of a, maybe a chicken and egg type of an issue. So what is Hydra doing to address the need for hydrogen infrastructure for these converted trucks to use? Or yeah. is a refueling network already in place? Yeah, so so our flagship project uh, in, in uh, Prince George, British Columbia, so Northern British Columbia, on uh, Western Canada, that's going to be our full hydrogen as a service uh, project. So that means we are responsible for putting in the infrastructure necessary for the trucks to refuel. Um, as we move forward into new regions, uh, you know, we've we've learned that a lot of hydrogen producers are coming online um, in the next you know, five to ten years. And uh, we will be looking to work more closely with uh, licensees, other producers, where we become the technology partner. Uh, we help them generate the demand for their hydrogen because we are a solution that can be implemented basically today uh, at, at a hydrogen producing facility. Um, so in Prince George, uh, we, we will be responsible for that. We have to we have to put that um, infrastructure in place, but uh, as you know, as the years go on, uh, the, that infrastructure should already be developing. There are many, many uh, infrastructure developers uh, that are uh, putting in stations, so uh, we will be, you know, working closely with those, um, um, you know, distribution partners as well. I see, and if I'm not mistaken, the Prince George facility would be operational in 2024, right? Yeah, yeah, clo closer to the end of 2024. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so will the hydrogen fuel you offer cost more than diesel? No, so uh, we, we have priced it to be competitive with diesel. Now, our pricing is based on fixed costs. So we, we do fix the cost of the hydrogen uh, for that five-year period. 
Uh, it is based on a projection on diesel uh, and uh, meant to be slightly cheaper, so to create some savings uh, from day one. But ours will not move around like diesel does. So there will, uh, we do remove a lot of the volatility that comes with diesel fueling because you will know exactly what you're paying for that five-year period. Uh, and we, we have priced it, you know, and on uh, with pricing that, that is meant to be uh, competitive with diesel starting from year one. Oh, so what about licensing partners? Licensing partners will work directly with the fleets themselves to establish that pricing. Um, you know, we, we, we help them through that. Uh, and realistically, you know, most fleets will, will want to have at least parity pricing, uh, you know, ideally even some savings. So, you know, that will help them establish some of that pricing, but ultimately uh, they will be working directly with the fleets uh, and, and competing in those markets, just because every single market is slightly different and requires different pricing. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So, uh, where are your solutions available today? Um, and how many commercial fleets are already Hydra customers? Yeah, so we've uh, we've we've run a few commercial pilots already. Uh, we, we ran one in 2016 with uh, Prince George fleet. We have a commercial fleet signed up in Edmonton, uh, and we had another one in Prince George. Uh, we, of course, have the MOUs that were recently signed in Prince George as well, and are currently working through a demonstration project in Alberta with uh, Alberta Motor Transport Association, uh, where dozens of fleets will be testing out our, our truck to, you know, for potential uh, conversions. So. Ultimately, um, again, like you mentioned, it's a chicken and the egg issue. Uh, we have to build up uh, cheap hydrogen production in Prince George in order to to get all those fleets serviced properly. Uh, and in in Alberta, we will be working with uh, hydrogen producers that are already come online and contracting fleets for them, uh, kind of hand in hand. And uh, so ultimately right now it's the Prince George fleets, the three fleets, commercial fleets that we worked with and, uh, uh, you know, soon to be announced, uh, other fleets in, in other regions. So uh, why are the fleets that you're just speaking of, um, in Northern BC stepping up to have their trucks converted in the first place? Well, the pitch is uh, is relatively straightforward. You know, for them, it's a relatively low low risk uh, uh, endeavor, right? Uh, they essentially it doesn't cost them anything up front. Um, the the kits, if there was anything uh, ever wrong or or any operational losses, the kits can be removed or turned off, and the the truck can be run on diesel. So the risk level is low, uh, and the upside is is pretty significant, especially with uh, the cost certainty, right? Because if the diesel tends to keep increasing like it has, and, and we do base our projections on historical uh, growth rates of diesel, uh, then uh, they can be saving from day one, uh, and not just saving money, but reducing emissions for uh, up to 40% on CO2. Fair enough. How has Hydra managed to get hydrogen-based trucking um, happening on commercial routes so much quicker than other hydrogen solutions um, or trucking solution providers? Well, the main thing is that we can put our kits on existing equipment. Um, those uh, basically whatever fleet is currently running, 
can receive our kits and, and again, be uh, reducing emissions and, and saving money as soon as hydrogen is available in the region. So uh, that, that makes it easier than, than having to buy new equipment and refresh all of your, um, you know, all of your trucks to, to newer technology. Whereas ours can go on both new trucks and existing trucks and uh, can, can start fueling pretty much immediately. Uh, and again, uh, going back to the previous question, uh, because they can still run on diesel, um, you know, it, it de-risks uh, the not having access to hydrogen uh, or hydrogen infrastructure issue uh, for those fleets. So it uh, becomes a more accessible technology for that reason. Yeah, so Ilya, what are Hydra's expansion plans? For example, when can we see um, hydrogen as a service offerings in the US and abroad? So um, uh, as I was saying earlier, the the as we move out of Prince George, we are looking to work with licensee partners. So uh, it is a matter of which hydrogen producers will be coming online sooner. So uh, that is our expansion plan. We, we want to work with licensee uh, hydrogen producers that are going to com come out with clean, uh, competitive hydrogen for transportation. Uh, so uh, there is right now we're, we're working on a couple of global plays and, and plays into the U.S. on that um, on that front, but nothing that's been announced publicly. So I, I can't quite share which companies. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. Get it around. So um, so let me ask you, what, what would help you accelerate these plans? Uh, honestly, just more hydrogen infrastructure uh, in the short term. One thing we've we've realized is we have uh, we are very strong um, demand generating partner for a lot of hydrogen producers. Uh, we've 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 spoken with quite a few of them even for um, during our RFP process for our Prince George facility. And the uh, fact is that uh, as much as there's lots of hydrogen production plants coming online, uh, right now there isn't enough offtake for many of those producers. Uh, so. Yeah, as soon as there's hydrogen infrastructure online, uh, you know, we we want to be that demand partner. We want to be the technology provider for it. So uh, that would be the the main limiting factor right now is is when is that infrastructure online? Because our solution, our kits take about two days to convert, and uh, you know, given enough labor, uh, that can be expedited. So. Uh, you know that that would be the the main bottleneck right now is when is that infrastructure online and is the com uh, hydrogen competitively priced and clean enough for for transportation that makes sense so yeah i look forward to it it'd be great to see um hydra expand in the future and bring some of those fleets down to the us right mm -hmm. absolutely that's the plan <laughs> all right um well, that's all I have for you today, Leah, unless you had some closing remarks. It could be like your, your favorite movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, favorite movie. That's a good question. I, I think Fight Club is my favorite movie. <laughs> so I'll, I'll stick to that one. And uh, yeah, just have thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, anytime.